Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of 2 Chronicles, chapter 3. Here's Pastor Ryan. This is a, a, what, just a taste of how beautiful heaven is. And, you know, God still shows us in his creation a little taste of how heaven is going to look like in the very beauty that we see around us. Can I, can, I was talking about it with Chris Guerrero. We were out here talking about some beauty and, or traveling or something, and if... You know, look at the mountains around us, the grandeur and the, the pine trees and the green and the colors and the blue and, and the sun. And, you know, you, you, you drive into Yosemite Valley and it's breathtaking. You, you think that you're, you know, you made the wrong turn and ended in, in, in some part of heaven. It's so stunning. There are places and those are like my favorite kind of things to look at in the Internet. One of the famous, I mean, my favorite things is just beautiful places. Iceland and, and Hawaii and just beautiful places in the world. Because why? Because it gives us a little taste of the beauty of heaven. Obviously, heaven's going to be way more beautiful, but it's still a picture of how beautiful uh, uh, heaven is. I mean, this, this large room or the holy place is overlaid with pure gold, paneled with cypress, overlaid with gold, and carved palm trees, speaking of fruitfulness, chain work, you know, precious stones. There's so many beautiful things here. And in Revelation 21, we have a picture of heaven that all of us can read about, you know, when you have a moment, maybe tonight or tomorrow morning, read Revelation 21 and, and you can, we can look at, get a description of the place we're going to go one day. In Revelation 21, John, the revelator, the writer, he said, I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. It's so beautiful. It's like a bride adorned for her husband. Heaven's going to be uh, stunning. He talks about seeing a, a massive wall there. And the construction of its wall was of jasper. And the city was pure gold, like clear glass. The foundations of the wall of the city were adorned with all kinds of precious stones. The first foundation of this wall was jasper. The second, sapphire. The third, uh, chalcedony. The fourth, emerald. The fifth, uh, sard sardonyx. The sixth, sardius. The seventh, uh, chrysolite. The eighth, uh, beryl. The ninth, topaz. I know that one. The tenth, uh, chrysoprase. The 11th, uh, Jacinth, uh, the 12th, uh, Amethyst, the 12 gates were 12 pearls. There you get the pearly gates. Each individual gate was of one pearl, and the street of the city was pure gold like transparent glass. So now you see why, why it was made in such a way, just to show the world. Heaven's real, and that's just a taste. We see the beauty. Paul would write in Colossians 2.17 that these things are a shadow of things to come, but the substance is Christ. It's a taste. 
So travel. Get outside of your box. You're a Christian. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. Go enjoy yourselves. The days of being afraid to travel should be over. Amen. You're a Christian. Be careful, obviously, but get out and smell the roses. Go for a hike and see his beauty. 1 Corinthians 2, Paul would write to the Corinthians, I has not seen nor ear heard nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Quoting Isaiah 64.4, I mean, I, you know, we have, not, we have no idea how beautiful heaven is. Our loved ones who know the Lord are blown out of their minds. I want, to, I want my mind blown one day. Speaking of heaven, you know, we exhort those who may, you know, everyone I think is born again here, but, but, but you know, we want to get people to get to heaven, don't we? We don't want to be the only ones to see that beauty. We want to encourage people to have eternal life through Christ. John the Beloved in his um, first epistle, chapter 5, he has a really good summary of like narrowing down eternal life. In 1 John chapter 5, 11 and 12, he says, And this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life, and, his, and this life is in his Son. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son does not have life. That's black and white right there, right? So it's a good one to memorize. I memorized it before, but I can't do it anymore. <laughs> I had this book on, on, I don't even know why. It was, it's good for like young believers and, and when your memory is a lot better, you know, but I remember getting this book of, of verses to, to memorize and that was the one for me and I could do it and then, you know, you're, you're not 20, I was saved at 23, then you're 33, then you're 43, now I'm 46. It's like, I don't even want a book on memory in scriptures. <laughs> Just read and remember what he gives me at that moment. But, you know, it's like breakfast. I can remember what I had for breakfast around breakfast time. And then at lunch, I can remember what I had for lunch around that time. So, anyways, I'm sweating. I was working out before I came to church and... It, I'm not done sweating. What happened to my left it in my ah, bounty? <sighs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. Clean. <laughs> Anyways, verse eight, and then of course they they carve cherubim on the walls. So this is then just like the two cherubim on the mercy seat. This is. Or in the holy holy of holies, this is this is just they put angels because we know there's angels there. Verse eight, and he made the most holy place. Its length was according to the width of the house, twenty cubits. So it's the same width. The sanctuary, the 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 most the the holy place and the holy of holies, they're both the same width. Um, he overlaid it with 600 talents of gold. Now, in the Holy of Holies, this represents on earth God's throne. This is a, this is 
no priest can go in there but the high priest. And we'll get into that. He overlaid it with 600 talents of gold. The weight of the nails was 50 shekels of gold. And he overlaid the upper area with gold. In the most holy place, he made two cherubim fashioned by carving and overlaid them with gold. The wings of the cherubim were 20 cubits in, in, in uh, overall length. One wing of the one cherubim was five cubits, touching the wall of the room, and the other wing was uh, five cubits, touching the wing of the other cherubim. One wing of the other cherub was five cubits, touching the wall of the room, and the other wing also uh, was five cubits, touching the wing of the other cherubim. Uh, the wings of these cherubim spanned 20 cubits overall. They stood on their feet and they faced inward. And so they, they faced inward, two angels, two cherubim, who were really the guardians of God's throne. And, you know, one of the greatest... Uh, moments of our lives one day is when we get to see the throne of the lord and see these cherubim all trippy looking with their wings and their eyes and all of the amazingness of it all one day we're gonna see it you're gonna see it when we're gonna say look look at that it's gonna be phenomenal and so there's a, there, the, these guys were, were made here as the guardians. It reminds me of, um, of Isaiah the prophet. Um, remember in Isaiah 6, in the year King Uzziah died, Isaiah said, I saw the Lord sitting on the throne high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above it stood seraphim. Each one had six wings and two with two he covered his face, and with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. So with two wings he covered his, they covered their feet, and the other two, their eyes? Or what did they cover? Their face. Gnarly. And then with the middle ones, they're just flying and singing holy 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 so it's going to be amazing the guardians of the throne there of the lord thank you bro. i got water cool thanks i feel like rocky balboa and you're mick and you know <laughs> it's like you know <laughs> mickey what does he say mick i see two of them or three of them hit the one in the middle And he made the veil of blue, purple, crimson, and fine linen, and wove cherubim into it. And so there you have the veil, where only the holy, only the high priest once a year would go in there to the Holy of Holies, where the Ark of the Covenant was. The Ark of the Covenant, remember they carried it around in the wilderness. The mercy seat was on top of that. And once a year on the Day of Atonement, the high priest would go in there and sprinkle blood on the mercy seat on behalf of the sins of the people once a year. And if it was accepted by the Lord, all would be good and covered. If not, that high priest, if he had hidden sin or whatever, would be killed. Boom. So they would tie a rope around his ankle 
and he had little pomegranate bells on his uh, on his ankles so that when he walked in you can hear the jingling and the jangling and then if they didn't you know so if they heard that he was gone they would pull him out of there so it had to be a legitimate high priest that God had called specifically to go in there and so and there's a lot to be said here <clears throat> And, and before I get into anything else, I just want to, um, you know, it, it's, it's how God's just such a God of order. Right? Everything is where it needs to be with God. You know, it's so many cubits by so many cubits. That's not Solomon just sitting there like, I think it should be. I, you know, it's, it's specified by the prophets of old how it's going to be done, okayed and blessed by the Lord. That's who we want to be before Jesus comes, where he can say like the church of Philadelphia, Sweet Hills, you have kept my word. You've kept my word. There are things in here that we have to keep. All of it we should keep. But there are like, we live in a world that is so disorderly. You know, the, the things that, you know, they're debating whether a man is a man today. That's how deceive this world is and, and a woman is a woman they're, 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 even what nature clearly tells us is right and wrong they're debating it and they're trying to teach our kids all kinds of crazy stuff so how much more should the church say we are holding on to God's truths we're not going to mess with the cubits here or there or, or mm, that's a, one thing I hear is that's a Calvary thing Women pastors, oh, Calvary chapels, they don't, they, they're not into women pastors. It is not a Calvary chapel thing. It is a Jesus thing. Yeah, sure. Jesus says it through Paul the Apostle, and Paul the Apostle says, because Eve was deceived. So no one can say, oh, that was a thing for the Corinthian church or whatever. No, if it was just for that time, he wouldn't have mentioned in the beginning. Eve was the one who was deceived. And people, oh, you're Calvary Chapel. Oh, you're not into that. But the talent of the woman is so amazing that we're, we're willing to overlook talent or we're willing to overlook character because character says, I will not, uh, uh, as a woman, uh, assume that position because it's unbiblical. But the talent is so good for her to preach that churches will say, but the talent, it must be of God. No, no, no. God says that Satan comes as an angel of light. So even there's talent. When I went to Philadelphia, that was the theme of a lot of the preaching for the pastors towards us pastors was we live at a time where churches are looking for the most talented speakers rather than looking for the character. We need character. And character says that's forbidden fruit. Women ought not to do that. You know what else is forbidden fruit is that a woman is the head of her husband. Well, the Bible says that Christ is the head of man and man is the head of woman. Why is that important? Especially today. I'm just saying. Look at how measuring tape, God's like that. He's the king of a kingdom. So we want to end strong. We want to end saying, Lord, we have kept your word. We're not going to over talent, over abilities. But look, no, there's no look, nothing. He says, no. What are we going to tell, you know, Jesus? But the talent was so amazing that we, we thought we'd just push your word aside 
And we, you know, got a couple of female pastors in our church now. It's not, it's forbidden. It's not, it's not cool. It's not a Calvary thing. It's a God thing. But that's just an example. God is a God of order. Verse 15, it says, Also, he made in front of the temple two pillars, 35 cubits high. And, uh, and the capital that was on top of each one of them was five cubits. He, he made wreaths of chain work as in the inner sanctuary and put them on the top of the pillars. And he made 100 pomegranates and put them on the wreaths of chain, wood, uh, chain work. Then he set up the pillars before the temple, one on the right hand and the other on the left. He called the name of, of the one on the right hand, Jachin, and the name on the one on the left, Boaz. And so Jacob means he establishes. Jacob, Jacob means God, he establishes. And Boaz means in him is strength. So God establishes and in him is strength. Those are the pillars that were in that portico, in that porch, holding it up. So overlooking the outer court, everyone saw those pillars. God is trying to make pillars out of all of us, that we would be pillars in his church, both young and old, pillars. What, what, pillars symbolize strength, symbolizing, uh, you know, you know, one, you know a, a footing on the foundation and the other holding up, right? If our footing is in the foundation, which is Christ, we'll be able to hold others up. And God is trying to build pillars within our church without a doubt he's trying to make us all strong disciples uh, people who are established in him people who understand who are like boaz you know uh, in him is strength in revelation chapter 3 john says and uh, or or the the lord says through john revelation 3 behold i am coming quickly hold fast what you have that no one may take your crown he who overcomes i will make him a pillar in the temple of my god and he shall go out no more i will write on him the name of my god and the name of the city of my god the new jerusalem which comes down out of heaven from my god and i will write on him my new name he who has an ear let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches, amen? amen? He wants us to be pillars. How do we become pillars? Well, we have to be disciples. A disciple of Jesus Christ, the word disciple means learned one. Learned one. We need to be people that are learning from the Lord daily. If we're a disciple, we are flexible, we are open for Jesus Christ to disciple us. He's our great shepherd, he is our rabbi. We need to be open to grow in the Lord. It's not easy being a disciple of Jesus Christ. It is not. The flesh resists it. Trust me, I know. As a pastor, my calling is to shepherd, it's to teach, it's to disciple. But isn't discipleship all of our duty to do? Jesus said to go out and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. So we are to make disciples. And to make a disciple, you're going to get flack. You try to teach people biblical concepts, they're hard. Some of them are hard. 
Because we, in order to follow Jesus, what did he say? You have to deny yourself. You have to deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow him. But our self has its own ideas of what is right and its own ideas of what is wrong. And our, our self has a time, a time when we want to learn and a time when we do not want to learn. Our self has a time when we want to heed and a time when we do not want to heed. I know this because I'm the pastor and I have to teach the truth in love and some of it is hard truths. You know, it's like, the Bible says to strengthen the feeble knees and the hands that hang lame. When it comes to prayer, Jesus told Peter, James, and John at the Garden of Gethsemane, could you not pray with me one hour? He's still saying that. While he's praying for us, interceding for us, because he ever lives to intercede for us, he's saying to Sweet Hills, can you not even pray an hour? We had 12 people at prayer on Sunday and, and uh, 16 with four outside, four serving. There's about 50 servants in our church. We, we need to, you know, ask the Lord. Is that something that I need to not forget about? Make priority. What God wants to do in our church, it's so, I feel it's big. We've gotten this far because we prayed together. We have gotten this far because we've prayed together. And that has to stir up. And you know, we, we, we broke up in groups. And um, afterwards, we asked like, what the Spirit was saying. And it was just amazing how the Spirit was connecting us and, and speaking to all of us. Time was a thing. Jacob mentioned time. There was a time we couldn't meet here. There was a time they were trying to close down churches in California. Our brother, you know, Don McClure's son, right, Mike? Two million in fines. That's our state. Because people wanted to go into the house of the Lord, which is a house of prayer, and they could not. So here we are, and Jacob's like, like the Spirit's saying, we may not be able to do this, and we were praying for all those who didn't come, but it's not just the servants, it's all of Sweet Hills. All of you, all, everyone should be here next, that next first Sunday of uh, July. Just be here and pray. We need to pray, or we cannot have unity amongst ourselves. It's going to be sporadic. People are going to fall through the cracks. You know, people will be weakened. People will be disheartened. People ask me, like, why, why do you think some people have left? When I think about the people who have left, most of them were, were not with us for a long time already. But it's not that they weren't with us. There was a disconnect between them and the Lord. You can sense it because they never went to prayer. They never were around as much. And, and we don't want that to happen to all of you because time is of the essence. And the Lord spoke to me same, on the same thing, time. And the Lord says, you know, I don't know how, how I don't, a day isn't promised to any of us. So if I have a little window, and what I've learned about being a senior pastor, it's like a rotating door. It's a blessing for people who stay, but, but the way churches go, who are speaking the truth, it is a rotating door. People come in, people go out. People come in, people go out. And then by God's grace, man, people stay. 
But you read the Gospels, and it's the Jesus, the same thing. The multitudes gathered, and he just turned around and said, whoever wants to follow me must deny himself, take up his cross. Boom, half, more than half leave. So I'm not hurt over it. But there was a reminder in prayer. I only have a window with some people. They might just come to our church for like a month. In that month, I want to teach them, you know what? If you try to serve the Lord and have unity in the church without getting together and praying with the rest of them, you can't do it. I want them to leave with that truth. And maybe God will get them somewhere else. But I want them, I have a moment, I'm going to give them the hard truth in love. You can't do nothing without prayer. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come on out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you'd like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills.